Welcome back to a, another episode, and this one is, I'm generally like bubbling with enthusiasm, excitement, the trajectory you guys are on. I believe I read in seven months, you went from a zero to $4 million run rate in a brand new Facebook group, which is, I mean, that's, that's, it's not an insignificant amount of money in seven months from a Facebook group, and you guys are the masters, the experts, you guys are doing some amazing work. When Dean Graziosi's and, and Tony Robbins' team shouts you out saying, hey, these guys know something about building a community, you know you're onto something really good. So this episode is going to be completely and all about uh, building Facebook groups and getting clients from those Facebook groups. And if we can even get 10% of your result of in seven months getting up to a $4 million run rate, that'd be in seven months building a $400,000 a year run rate, which still wouldn't be too bad. So welcome to the show, Landon Stewart, Chris Stapleton. Lucas, thank you so much for having us on, my man. We're super pumped. Um, I'm Landon Stewart, and uh, and then again, I'm here with Chris. What's up? What's up? Awesome. How'd Happy you, to be here, man. How'd you guys? I'm, I'm always interested when there's like a, a team dynamic. I believe on the website, there's three co-founders. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep, that's correct. We've got a All third right. business partner, Jaden, who kind of runs the tech and the operation side. Yeah, yeah. Usually there's like the the integrator and in that. But usually there's like someone on the front, someone on the back. It looks like both of you guys are killing the front end of it, and then you got someone holding on the back end of it. How'd you guys um get into this? I know you worked with some companies. You were helping them with their marketing, helping them build communities, and then I think you just realized, yeah, we can probably do this better than them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's kind of the quick two minute backstory on how we discovered Facebook groups were going to be like a big piece of our strategy. Uh, so Sapes and I, we met back in September of 2015. So that would have been about five years ago now. We flew down to a live event. We both had a mutual mentor at the time. His name was Mark Hoverson. And uh, he was hosting an event here in Arizona where I now live. I ended up moving here after that event. I was living at, in Illinois at the time. But I flew down to this event and I met Mark Hoverson. I met Chris for the first time and some of our other really good friends and now business partners uh, like Jaden, our third business partner. So we all met at this live event. And me, Saves, and Mark, we ended up really, really hitting it off. And so Saves and I, we actually started working with Mark on some of his projects. Uh, so Mark, he had, he had a company that was doing a few million dollars a year. And so Saves and I, we worked with Mark on his projects, on his funnels, on his community, that kind of thing. And it was with Mark that we really started learning about Facebook groups. Because Mark was a big-time community culture guy. He even consulted with like the NFL's youth programs on their culture and things like that. So that was kind of his thing. And he had a buyer client Facebook group that had a few thousand clients in it. And he really wanted that group to have value inside of it, not just be like a dead buyer's group. He wanted it to be a value-based group. Yeah. And so he really started training and almost in an apprenticeship type like way, uh, me and Stapes on really how to lead that community of these buyers, yeah. how to write in ways that was compelling, how to do video content, host webinars, all these things that we do today. And we, over the span of a year or two of working with Mark, we got really, really good at Facebook groups. And so it was January of 2018, we're like, what would happen if we took these principles that were working really well in a client group? Like the client group was so engaged. People were absolutely loving it. We're like, what if we took these principles and we started like a free public Facebook group that anybody could join and use that as kind of a lead magnet and a way to generate clients for our business? Like what would happen? So that was January of 2018. We start this free Facebook group. And kind of like a lot of people who start groups, we didn't know what we were doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay, we've got the group. Like, what do we do now? How do we get people to like join this thing? How do we get people, you know, once they've joined, how do we convert people that just wanted like a free little lead magnet? How do we convert them into high paying clients without being like super salesy or selling too much? Because those types of strategies don't work as well in groups as they do in like email marketing. It's just a, a different communication platform. Yeah. And so we're like, how do we convert in this thing? And so the first probably year and a half or so that we had the Facebook group, we weren't really getting a ton out of it. We'd get some sales here and there. It was kind of growing a little bit organically, but we didn't. We really just didn't know what we were doing. And then we, what we ended up started to, starting to do, so Stapes and I, our background and experience when it comes to client acquisition is all paid advertising. 
like very traditional internet marketing. You know, you set up a simple sales funnel with a webinar, VSL, and drive paid ads into that funnel. Yeah. So that was kind of where Saves and I, where a lot of the revenue we'd created in the past had come from. So we're like, you know, we have this Facebook group. What if we kind of use the group almost like a sales funnel? And instead of running ads to a funnel, we started running ads to the Facebook group. And that's really when things started to like turn for us. That would have been... Uh, probably middle of 2019 or so that this started happening. So uh, a little over a year ago now, we start running ads into the Facebook group. And we're like, holy crap, like we're growing this thing like fast. And so then we start figuring out like how to acquire clients inside of the Facebook group. Fast forward a couple of months and like we were making more money from the Facebook group than we were doing, than we were yeah. revving, doing everything else we were doing combined. So yeah. we're like, let's double down on this. And that's what really what leads us to this year, 2020, we started a brand new group from scratch because we'd had this group, but it had been going for kind of like we see our clients have. They have this group, it had been going for a couple of years in the beginning of the group, like we didn't know what we were doing. So we attracted a bunch of people into the group that weren't yeah. a good fit. Yeah. So we just started this year, we're like, let's go all in on groups. We started a new group January uh, of this year. And we went all in, started growing with paid ads. I mean, today we're growing that thing by 100 to 200 people a day using paid advertising. It's one of the most active and engaged groups in the world. And right now, every month, we're generating about 50 to 60 high-ticket clients a month. Last month, we did 850,000 revenue in the group, and it's about 10 months old. Yeah. So amazing. So amazing. I've got so many questions around the how. And I know people are just bubbling yeah. with like, okay, okay, like I want to, I want to build a Facebook group. Um, yeah. Or I want to build an engagement in my Facebook group. I got so many questions about pruning it, just like we do pruning email lists and just all these little tactics. I'm just like bubbling. First thing I want to get at right before we do, and I don't mean to turn off anyone listening because I know you want the goods, but I think behind that, I'm always like, what is the genetic makeup of success? And what is like behind the scenes? Because yeah, we could talk tactics. And so I'm always obsessed with like, what's the mindset or what are the values or what's behind it to make it run? So I went on your website, scanning your website, and the first thing I found was these eight values, we could call them your core values. I know clients of ours, we call it our creed, and there's a long story behind that. But anyway, the things we believe in, the things we stand for, I'm going to rip through them. Whoever wants to answer and just kind of talk about where it comes from. And I just, yeah. I just thought it was so powerful. When I read it, I was just like, I feel like I know these guys, and I just want to... Anyone listening, if you haven't, like I worked for companies back, oil rigs for like till I was 24, then I got mm -hmm. into entrepreneurship and they had these values that made you memorize and everyone hated it. And I don't remember them to this day because it was all to please the corporate shareholders and all that. It just, it was to sound fancy. Right. And so I didn't do values for a long time because I thought it was corporate mumbo jumbo. And then I started understanding, wait, values are pretty damn important and it'll attract the right type of people, set the expectations and people can get to know me. So when I read yours, I was like, I feel like I know these two guys already. First one on your website is start with gratitude. Why start with gratitude and what's that mean? Yeah, let's you talk know, about – oh, Saves, touch on it. Dude, I, you know, what I'm going to say here is that, you know, Mark really instilled with us big principles when it comes to, like, long-lasting culture. And one of the things we've realized is that, like, products and offers, those fade away. But culture and, and community last forever. And we really wanted to start and build on top of a strong foundation when we decided to create this company, Clients Community. And it starts with a foundation of principles. It starts with a foundation of what we call our core values. And starting with gratitude is one of those pieces that mm -hmm. in almost everything we do inside of our life, when it comes to communicating with our staff, when it comes to communicating with the people in our life, our clients, we always start with gratitude. I can read it quickly, and it's like we believe gratitude unlocks the magic in life, which is why we start everything with it, from each morning to each conversation. Um, we magnify gratitude in everything we do, turning what we already have into enough and even more. So when we enter the marketplace, we feel that. When we, when we share this vision with our culture and community, uh, specifically with our staff, they, they embody that and they feel that too, which then bleeds into the marketplace because they're communicating with our people as well. So we really wanted to start with like a strong foundation of core values because the initial conditions of how you start a company are so important and it's almost like a boat. Once you're moving, the company's moving. If you don't have the initial core values in place, it's really hard to like set those in stone once your company's already established. People don't like changes. So we wanted to really 
solidify those in the beginning, lay those out on what we believe and how we want to move through the world and really train our team specifically on how we operate with those core values, which bleeds over into the market and into our clientele and all of that. But Landon, I'd love you to add anything to it, bro. Dude, I mean, I absolutely <laughs> love it. As far as the principles go, it, uh, the the word that I want to touch on there is initial conditions. So one of the things that we train our clients on is it's like your first hire attracts your second hire. And so this is so like having the core values. And we had these core values before we even really had a company. Like before we had a logo, before we had any of that, it's like, what do we want to stand for in the marketplace? What do we want to stand for as a company? Like, what what are we here to do? And uh, and so and then of course you know start with gratitude, uh, which is which is a big principle that we got from Mark. And so like when we start a piece of communication with our staff, you know it starts and not like hey I'd love for you to do blank. It's like, hey, you know, Justin is our client success director. It's like, hey, Justin, like, appreciate your hard work last week going above and beyond. Right. This week I'd love for blank to, to be done. And so it's a way to really express, you know, that gratitude for the whole team and, uh, and how we feel. I love that. I have, a, I have a feeling that, at least from my experience, you enter entrepreneurship, you enter the marketplace, you learn to crush and dominate, and you have to be competitive, or at least you're told to, and you see everyone else as a competitor, and I remember when I started dropping that and just being like, wait, like there's more than enough, a scarcity and abundance mindset, I guess. I started understanding it. It's something I continue to work on. I would not say I'm the master of it, but it seems like the more plates that are spinning and the bigger you get, it's like gratitude seems to just amplify. If I don't, I'm like a mess. There's just, there's too many right. things. There's just too many things that I can't handle it. I need to let go of that control and just be grateful for what I have and ambitious and driven for what I can be. Mm -hmm. so cool so cool communication matters i'm really interested in this one that was your number two yeah i mean like so steves and i and again this is a, we're bringing up mark a bunch in this podcast because a lot of this yeah. is is mark it's so amazing. And unfortunately he passed away in 2018 due to cancer oh wow uh, but this was another so like steves and i and our team at large like we're just word guys like whether it comes to like writing an ad or whether it comes with the way that we communicate with the team, like we get pretty crazy around words. Like we'll sit there and we'll analyze like a single word for like hours. It's like, when I read this word, how do I feel? How does this make mm -hmm. others feel? Like what is, what are people? So like we really, like we take communicate. And I feel like a lot of people, the higher you play the game, the more neurotic they are around like the language and the words that they use. So amazing. Yeah. And, and every word we use is essentially a magnet that attracts the people into our life. And what mm -hmm. we really believe that putting in the work in the beginning, like putting a little bit more time and energy into non-lazy communication will yield way bigger rewards long term. So a lot of people are a little bit quicker and lazier with their communication, which opens up a ton of questions from the recipient. So what we like to do is when we communicate, we like to handle all of those questions up front, really put in the effort to make that communication very effectively so we don't have to chase that conversation ongoing. And so we put a little more effort in the beginning to yield better results long term. And that's what we call executive communication. And that's how we communicate with our staff. It's how we communicate in even in advertising and marketing with our clients. It's a big piece. And that's why it's number two of our core values. So amazing. And and I hope I'm I hope I'm not out of line here, but you mentioned that he passed away from cancer, but you were mm -hmm. talking about culture and how offers and products they fade, but culture stays forever. And it's like you guys have mentioned him so often that he seemed to have just make such a big impact on the culture. And I guess that's just like a real life testament to the importance of this, because it's still instilled in you guys, your clients, and his his energy lives on. It's so cool. That's right. Yeah. It's so cool. His legacy is living on through us for sure. It's amazing. If he just was an offer making money, it probably wouldn't be. Like he'd be, it'd be come and gone, and someone would take his place. It's really cool. It's really powerful. Uh, happiness comes first. Is your number three? Yeah. So kind this of self-explanatory, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a big thing for us. You know what I mean? So like we've been we've been entrepreneurs for. I've, I mean, I'm 29 right now. I started when I was 19. Right. I had my first six figures seven years ago at, at 23. And so I learned pretty quick that like money is important. I don't want to discount it because some people take this the wrong way. Yeah. Um, money is very important. And like we love it. We want to make a ton of it. 
But like we also learned at a young age that it's not everything, you know what I mean? And that it's like it's easy to have a lot of money and still be sad. Like I'm, I've been sad in a Range Rover. You know, it's so it's yeah. so yeah. for us, like it really is. We believe in being multidimensional and not just making a lot of money, but having great, amazing relationships, keeping our hobbies going and really having like a great, beautiful life at the same time as building a big business. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Play to win is number four. Everything we do is for a win-win mentality. Win-win. A lot of people have like, if I win, someone else loses. It's just not the case. We want to win for us. We want to win for our clients. And everything we do, we want a mutual beneficial relationship. Um, so we really focus on every decision we make in our company, whether it's an enhancement, whether we're rolling out maybe a new program, we're looking at our existing clients we're looking at everything we can do to make it beneficial to make it win-win mm-hmm. and and that's how we play the game and i think it's it's yielded great results um it comes from you know a heart of having collaborative collaborative energy versus competitive and i, th- I think i feel like people see it i feel like people f- feel it inside of our community inside of our group and it's helped us big time really create a brand for ourselves recognition for ourselves and say these guys play to win for not only themselves, market at large, client 100%. obsessed. Yeah, 100%. You know? We believe in collaboration, not competition. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. We could, we could probably talk about that for a long time because the question that comes up for me is where's the boundary? Where's the line? Only because I've kind of experienced it when you start opening that mm-hmm. up too much. There's some people who will invite themselves in and start. Mm, crossing the line and I've I've personally found it hard to like okay wait open it up and then it's like bam and then like how do you differentiate I'm sure that could be a topic that's a whole episode maybe it's something that's always adjusting in kind of real time but uh Mm -hmm. interesting interesting people over money is your number five or not over numbers I'm sorry people over numbers this is a huge one in the internet marketing space because here's essentially what happens. So you start marketing, you know what I mean? And you start generating leads and you start monitoring conversion rates. And it basically, you just turn all the people into like a number on like a screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm generating X <laughs> number of leads today. Yeah. I've generated X number of sales this month. Yeah. And I have X number of sa- So it can be so easy to look at everything. It's just like as if they're numbers on a screen, but it's like, no, like behind that num behind that 200 leads is 200 people sitting at their computer. And so what happens is if you get too focused on the numbers of it and you lose the heart, like for Sabes and I, like, and you, you can probably even feel it in this podcast for those of you listening, but like, we've got like big heart, like we're here for more than numbers. Again, not to discount it. Cause at the same time, I, each of these, there's paradox, you know what I mean? That Like, you have to obviously study the numbers and, like, yeah. business at some level is mathematics and you have to be okay with that. Uh, but we also see the people side of it, the humanity in it. It doesn't have to be either business or. Business is math. Business is math. Yeah. And, and like you said, Landon, it's like we don't want to underestimate numbers, but numbers come second and people come first. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it's it's sort of with the mentality of, well, most people think either or, but it can be both. You can make a ton of money and have a lot of fun and put people first all at the same time. Win-win, I guess, is, is yeah, one of your guys' core balance. philosophies. So cool. Uh, radical responsibility. I love this one because that's one of our pillars. Radical responsibility. What's that? You know, this one comes down to really instilling in our, cl- in our staff that they need to take radical responsibility in every area of their role and their life. And for us, it creates that independence. Um, it creates, it allows them to tap into like more intuitive thinking and critical thinking for them to solve their own problems. And when our staff embodies radical responsibility, like we've said before, it really bleeds into the clientele. We don't want a bunch of clients that are not responsible for their own business, right? That are leaning on us, that are praying and wishing that we can help them change things. So so we just believe that responsibility is our personal duty and, and how it's how me and Landon and Jaden, that's how we run our life. So we really wanted to bring that to our staff. And obviously we teach that to our clientele as well. And it allows them to make mistakes, to adjust, to find solutions. And it really helps from a logistical standpoint, from a business owner standpoint, 
support tickets go way down <laughs> yeah, when your clientele yeah. are taking more responsibility. And not only that, but they're winning at a faster rate. They're more independent. They're more resourceful. So that's a big one. And we love radical responsibility as part of our core culture and core values. Did, did you, um, when it comes to clients, cause I know like when I first started as a coach, my heart, my heart is massive. Like you could, you can easily take advantage of me if I'm not checked. Like I'll give, I'll do anything. You want my car, have my car, like borrow it. And then you'll go crash and I'll be like, it's yeah. okay. I'll just buy another one. It's okay. And <laughs> a lot of coaches have that and yeah. they will answer emails at midnight. They will, their client misses the call. And so they're just like, oh, it's okay. Like we can start 30 minutes later and then it messes up their whole day. And then it's all. So I guess you're creating a win-win. It's a beautiful balance, gratitude, but there's some boundary, some line, because you guys live your life that same way, so you don't have to, you're in total alignment and congruence with it. But at the end of the day, there's some boundaries, just so people don't, because I sometimes find coaches can be a little bit, you know, they lean so hard into the spiritual side and the gratitude and the abundance. People will take advantage of you in, in the real world. And so there's another side of it that has to be some kind of boundary set there. And then they burn to the ground in six months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, here's We've the thing. Like, we believe in doing what's right for the client. And sometimes what's right for the client, sometimes what is of service to right. the client like is that. having the client figure that out on their own. You know I what like I mean? It's, have, it's teaching the client how to Google that. Because we believe that one of the most valuable skills, like more valuable, so we teach Facebook groups. And like for us, someone comes into our program, like more valuable in our program, like a takeaway for them is like how to figure things out. That's more valuable yeah. than getting a Facebook group up. You know what I mean? Because that's a skill that's gonna serve you forever. And so we believe that you can be of great service to the clients while still having the clients take full responsibility for their own results. I love that. I love that. This one I'm a little high, a little confused on. I'm I'm curious of this one. High tech, cool. high touch. What's that mean? It caught Let's my attention. Let's talk about it. Yeah. This was this was one of Mark's like coined pieces um, okay. that okay. he always taught us. And like, you know, obviously people get into internet marketing because it's sexy. There's automation. There's leverage. Make money. Print money on the beach with your laptop and leverage technology. We love technology, but what we really believe is technology isn't an, the answer. It's just an enhancer. So we like to have a hybrid and mix high tech, high technology with high touch, which means that human touch, that human element to our process. And if we get into the meat of like how our process works, you'll find that it's a nice mix of high tech, high touch. Yeah. And we really pursue like real human connections. Like that's how we build loyalty, where a lot of people just hide behind their screens, yeah. They're hiding behind their technology and there's no real connection there. And what we found is as our clients come through, I mean, last month, Landon, I think we brought in 61 high ticket clients into our program through our Facebook group. I'd say 99% of those after they purchased thanked us for it. Mm. Like genuinely, like, thank you for the experience. It's been amazing the way you've onboarded us, the way you've really layered in that high level educational sales experience. So we really like the balance between technology and human touch. And we feel like it's a lost art. Yeah, And yeah, yeah. I feel like I the like market that. is getting smarter. The market's more intelligent now and they really crave that more. And they're starting to, we're starting to go back to like human connections where 10 years ago was all automation, all leverage, all behind the screens. So we really want to bring that back to the surface and it's part of what mark has helped embody in us do you do you see it as because i was joking about this with someone last week or something of like back in the day you could do a youtube video and like a half-assed email create a half-assed product and you could get away with it it was like it was kind of sexy and easy i feel like nowadays the market's catching up to the place where like you actually have to work and actually care which i think is great because everyone who doesn't want to work for it is bleeding out and like and will leave and it's guys like yourselves and other people who actually care who will continue to prosper in this new market so i feel like i feel like it's coming back around to that it's like people actually want to talk to a person yeah. and if you can't do that right. for them like it's kind of like why are you in business and maybe the high ticket stuff like sell a 19 dollar product instead if right. you're not interested <laughs> in the customer or the client so 100 percent agree cool yeah cool uh Final one, and then we're getting into the good yeah. stuff. Well, this is to me, this is the good stuff. The rest is like figure outable. This is, this is the good stuff to me. 
This is real business. It's real. Yeah. Like if, if anyone's listening that wants to build a real company yeah. and like something that can last, especially if you're going to yeah. be bringing on staff. Yeah. Like if it was just me and Landon, that's one thing, but really bringing in people in our own vision, this is where it really pays yeah. dividends. Or if you want your Facebook group to grow as fast as yours did, like I guarantee you it's, if, if you didn't have this, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but the success is probably, no. this is foundational. So number eight was take the extra step. Let's talk about it. Essentially what this is, is go above and beyond. You know what I mean? Which is, I mean, this is a core value that we embody to like the highest degree. So I'll, I'll, and I'll give some examples from our business. So like, for example, when someone purchases one of our programs, right? And we sell high ticket. So there's a little bit more handholding there, but it's like legit. Like we connect them immediately with like three people from our client success team. So you have a client success director, client success manager, client success specialist. So they're getting directly connected with like three people. Our client success specialist immediately sends them a custom made video, like two minute video, welcoming every single new client who joins by name with like almost he'll even like and he's he's creative so he'll even do like a little skit and like a little like he'll be like riding a horse and he's like thank you so much for joining cl-. and so yeah. like and that's not he lives we- on a farm oh nice yeah, nice right. and we don't have to do that you know what i mean like we could we could do just fine with one video that we record one time and everyone who buys gets access to the one video. Like it costs us money. I mean, we have to pay a few thousand. We have to pay him a few thousand. You know what I mean? That's a salary. So like, there's a cost to us as a company for doing yeah, that. Yeah. But when we see the giant smiles on our clients' faces and their response, just like, no way, I can't. But and like that extra little like push. And there's profit in that, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. like. We just believe in taking that extra step. Like one of the things in, from the actual values that, you know, the difference between success and failure ain't a mile. It's a step for a lot of people. Like it's like it's one step short. You know what I mean? You're an inch short and yeah. we don't want to come up an inch short in life. So love that. So love that. And it kind of connects all the rest of them. Radical responsibility, people over numbers, play to win-win. Happiness comes first. Gratitude. You're expressing gratitude. I think it just beautifully ties in all eight. So anyone listening... We're going to get into the how do you build a Facebook group and how do you make money really, really fast stuff. But I think you will ultimately fail if you don't give a shit about your people, if you're in it just for money, if you're not grateful for anything you're getting. Like, you, dude, you're, I've been there. Like, you self-destruct and then you right. hate your clients, you hate your group. I've been there. Like, you resent the people you serve because they're not paying you. And so you're like, well, why am I doing this? And it's like, dude, it's the wrong attitude. I've been there. And I'm not sure if you guys have, but probably some of this is real life lessons that you learn from the trenches. So. And one of the beautiful things about this, and I'm glad you brought this up, Lucas, because it's high, it's, it's really important. And, um, you know, one of the things that I feel so valuable for this is that as a business owner, as a company owner, it really helps you dive deeper into what you stand for and how you want to live your life and how you want to move through the world. And this, this list wasn't just like, Hey, let's throw this together for, you know, an hour. Like me and Landon sat down for like a few days we hashed out probably 15 core values. We trimmed it down to 10, then eight. Then we really started refining it and embodying it. And um, it, it does make the difference. It, it matters how you show up. And we can always trace back to our core values and really lean into that when things get shaky. And really, it almost like revitalizes us and brings us back to where we want to we want to be and where we want to play. So and I think really cool stuff. Your keyword of embodied, because I remember I worked for, I guess I won't name the company because that would probably be bad, but I worked for this company a long time ago. 20, uh, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Anyways, they had core values. And the only time you put on the clothes they wanted you to wear, the only time you shaved, the only time you had to be at your best behavior was when corporate was coming in or shareholders were coming in or investors were coming in. And then all of a sudden they embodied magically mm. their core values and the people who were important left. And all of a sudden it's all gone to shit and it's a shit show. And like it's to me, I just I was like, this is so fake. Like, this is insane. And then I remember getting into business and I was like, hold up. Like, you've got to embody what you're preaching, what you're saying. A lot of coaches on Instagram, they'll say one thing and in real life, they're doing another. I'm not perfect either. I I, I fuck up all the time. But there's a massive effort in trying to stay congruent and consistent. And if I'm going to tell somebody to wake up a little bit earlier because they're, you know, you got whatever, I better be waking up early for the most part pretty consistently. So embodying it, which is really cool. So cool. so cool. So cool. So cool. Okay. So Facebook groups. 
I love this idea because I'm seeing this Facebook group as an email list in a way on steroids because it has a face, a voice, an uh, uh, attitude, a, a the core values behind it, whereas maybe that's a little bit harder to communicate through email. But my big question is, are you guys building both? Is there like a two-step process for joining the group where you're also getting an email so you can kind of hedge against Facebook algorithms? Yeah, let's talk about, we can talk some group strategy, you know, and I, and I mean, and again, like Steve, I'm so glad that you brought this up. You're the first person to, that's interviewed us to do the, to talk about core values and things, which is, I mean, it's like, if you have core values, you can then go apply any strategy and yeah. win. But if you have great strategy, but you don't have a great set of principles, no strategy will work. Well, it's the uh, first thing we do with clients. Like before they actually yeah. go, mm-hmm. I'm just like, who are you? What do you stand for? And what's your creed? We call it because yeah. the rest yeah. is like. Dude, you can figure it out. We'll help you with it. But if, if you're not grounded as to who you are, what you stand for, it's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. So and cool. uh, to answer your question, though, yes. So we build the Facebook group. So we run ads into a Facebook group. Um, and so we actually developed our own technology called GroupKit. Uh, and basically what it does is people who join the Facebook group, uh, we ask them like, Hey, do you want this free lead magnet? Ours is, so what we did the most, I think one of the coolest ways we did it is it's like, do you want the top seven posts from this Facebook group of all time emailed to you? And so we just literally, Mm. so like we didn't have to create a new lead magnet. It's just, and then the other thing too, is when we're emailing those out, it's sending them back to the Facebook group every day, uh, which is, so it's getting more people come back into the group. Um, so we have a little lead magnet in the approval question that's like, would you like us to email you our seven days of value, which is what we call it. Type in your email address. They type in their email address there. And then, yeah, our technology group kit, it'll take that email, put it into an autoresponder. Right now, it's super high. Like, we were cool. actually surprised by the amount of people who do it. Right now, it's about 70% of the people who join uh-huh. our Facebook group who enter in their email address there. And so, you know, we're getting our group, it's, we're growing by about 150 people a day right now on average. So we're getting like 100 email yeah. leads a day from our Facebook group. We built, uh, and we have some other ways that we collect email addresses and things. Uh, and so then what we do is in our Facebook group, we use that email list to really supercharge the content in there. So we email the email right. list daily, like you would any other email, you know, little story, lesson, call to action, that kind of thing. So like we we treat the list as its own, the email list as its own list. Um, but we also use that email list to supercharge our Facebook group. So we host, for example, mm-hmm. a weekly live stream inside of our Facebook group. And instead of just going live in the group, like we go live in the group and then we take the link to that live stream and we email that out immediately to our email list. And we do that for our value posts in the group and that kind of thing as well. And so what happens is, is we end up kind of hacking the algorithm in a way. Cause yeah, basically yeah. how the, how the algorithm works is like, if you have a thousand people in a Facebook group and you do a post in that group, a thousand people don't see that post. It's like a hundred people that'll see the post. And then what happens is Facebook will show that post to a small group of your, of your, of a small group of the people inside of your group. And then if it does really well, it tells Facebook like, Hey, this post is popping. And then Facebook then shows it to more people. Cause that's basically what Facebook wants to do is they want to find the most compelling content and show more of that content to more people. Cause that keeps people on the platform longer and their valuation as a company goes up. Right. And so when we take that link to a value post or to a live stream and we email that out within the first hour of posting it, it supercharges the engagement right away. And then Facebook's like, Oh, this post is like really hot. And then they'll now show that post to a bunch of pe- bunch more people organically. So we get like extra eyeballs from the email directly and then a bunch of extra eyeballs from that initial burst of engagement. Cool, cool. So so I have a big picture here for anyone listening. So you've got – if we're just kind of going for the cold, warm, hot, you've got your cold people joining. You're bringing them onto the list. You're warming up through the group. And how are you converting if we want to call it I, – I, it's so funny because we talk about people and then we get into like marketing talk, like clicks, conversions, views. And I get what you're saying of like the people stop becoming people. But these human beings that are in the group who are getting value from you, seeing your emails – how are you taking them into a conversation? Because I find a lot of people are really good at creating the content, sharing the value, building up a warm audience, and like their audience even loves them, but they're broke. What's how are you doing it in a group? Because in an email, like we structure emails cold, warm, hot. We have a call to action at the end, and mm-hmm. like it's fairly simple. But on a social media platform, the lines get a little bit blurry, or at least from 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 the knowledge and information I have, the lines can get a little bit blurry. So 
generally, I've always been under the impression of like take people from social media, move them into the email list, convert there. How are you guys doing it within the group? Let's talk about it. So the two biggest mistakes that we see, you know, people making when it comes to their Facebook group and conversions is they either sell way too much in a group. And just like you said, like Facebook, it's it's a social platform. They're not coming on there to shop like like they would go to Amazon.com. They're coming on there, you know, to communicate with friends, get news, be entertained, things like that, get value. And so if you sell too much, you can really break rapport with your audience inside of a group. So some people either sell too much or the second thing is kind of like what you just touched on, which is like they're too scared to even sell at all. And then they generate no clients from the group. And so what we do is we actually call it, we coined the term our undercover conversion method. And that's kind of the method that we use to sell inside of the group. So the main principle of it is we look at conversions come from conversations. So all of the selling that we do in the group actually happens outside of the Facebook group. So basically our main goal when somebody joins the group is one thing, and that's really to get someone to raise their hand and say, I want to have a conversation with your team. You know, I want to have a, so, you know, in the beginning that was Stapes and I having those enrollment style conversations. Today we have a team of advisors that are having those conversations on our behalf. But our, so our whole goal and our whole strategy is to give people raising their hands saying, Hey, I want to have a conversation with your team. And then from there, we have a quick conversation with them in messenger, see where they're at, diagnose their problem, see if we can help. And if we can help, then we'll, then we'll book them in for a phone call, and it's on that phone call that we'll go over the details of our program and things like that. So all the actual selling is happening outside of the group. So like new people, when they join the group, like you could join our group, and it does not look like this group made 800 Gs last month. You know what right. I mean? It's like like you can't even see. It's like how are they even making any money at all in this group? There's They're not no talking links. about any offers. Yes, yes, Yeah, there's yes. no links anywhere. There's no pricing. There's no offer. It's just they walk in. There's live. There's a fresh live stream waiting for them because we do it every single Monday. There's value posts everywhere. There's social proof. There's engagement. It's fun. Yeah. Like people yeah. can actually come in and take a deep breath, lower that resistance down a little bit, and say, "I want one of these." Yeah. Like I yeah. want one of these groups. Like I want a, a thriving community that I can provide value to and offer my solutions to. Right. Um, so that's where a lot of people, like Landon said, like a ton of people mess up in this world because they just push way too hard. They, they add like a sour taste in everyone's mouth. Like no one wakes up in the morning. And it's like, I'm going to go to Facebook today to buy something nice. Yeah, to you spend know, it's 10K, like, yeah. They want, they want to be educated. Um, yeah. So that's a big piece. And group kit helps us out with that as well, because the third question, when people join our group, we do ask you know, we say, look, look, we specialize, we help coaches and course creators. We specialize in helping coaches build profitable client getting Facebook groups. Would you like us to private message you with details right. sharing how? And then we get a large percentage of people already raising their hand saying, I want to have a conversation. And that's going back to that high tech, high touch. Yeah, We've got a lot of technology in our process, but a lot of high touch communication as well. I love that. That's right. And the average group member converts in about 21 days. Yeah. From joining. Cool, cool. Are you guys like posting every day? Because usually it takes like what, 20, yeah. sometimes 30 touch points, pieces of content. Uh, we track every little piece. And like we've discovered like 20 to 5, 25 to 30 YouTube videos, podcast episode, emails, pieces of content before they, um, you know, enroll or, or take the next step. Do you find that fairly true in your group? You guys posting every day, tw twice a day? Yeah, let's so let's talk about it. So a couple of things when it comes to content in the group. Number one is we don't do a ton of it. Uh, like we post inside of our Facebook group two to three times a week at most. So we don't do a ton of content in the group. I, I'll touch on in a second the type of content we do post because the content we post we call it our strategic content formula. So we're very strategic with what that content is. Uh, but just like you said, when it comes to conversions and pairing that up with content, uh, we we kind of call it our super introduction process, which is basically, so somebody comes into our Facebook group, we have an approval question, just like Steve just touched on, is like, hey, would you like someone from our team to reach out and explain how our process works? And right now, about half the people 
people who join our group say yes to that. So every day we get 75 people uh, based on the amount of people, people our group is growing by. If your group is growing by 10, this could be five people a day. We get about 75 people a day saying, hey, reach out to me. I want to have a conversation with you. Now, just like you just touched on, like the people that are coming in, they're brand new to Landon and Safes. They might not even know who we are. They might have literally just saw an ad from us. Two minutes before that, that was the first touch point they've ever had to us. They're may, probably not quite ready to make a high-ticket coaching buy, purchase decision. And we can understand that and we can relate to that. So essentially what, what our team does is they'll take them through what we call our super introduction process, which is basically they'll reach out and it's like, hey, one of the first questions they'll ask when they reach out to people who asked for them to reach out is like, how'd you find the group? Or how do you know Landon and Stapes? And if they say something like, I just found them yesterday, right. it's like, okay, this person, they're not ready for a phone call. Because if we get them onto a phone call and pitch too soon, you can kind of ruin your opportunity because it's like there's a there's a buying window. You know what I mean? And if you go for the conversion before that buying window is opened, you can kind of miss out on your chance. Right. And so what we do is someone says, yeah, I just found you guys yesterday. It's like, perfect. What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to send you some of our top trainings from our vault that I think is going to be most helpful for you and can help you get some results right away to send over some of our top trainings, what's going on in your biz right now. And they'll ask some questions, find out what their challenges are, and then they'll pair up our top trainings with their exact challenges. And then they'll get them through that. And they'll kind of, it's almost like a hand-holded introduction sequence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where instead of just hoping they see some of our content in the group, we have a person that's pairing them up with that, following up, making sure they're watching that. And then once they've watched three or four of our videos, by that, for, that's kind of ours. It's really about three to four videos. Once they've seen about that type of content from us, by that time they'll usually reach back like, I'm absolutely loving it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And once we kind of get that, it's like – this person's re ready for, for an enrollment-style conversation. And their mind is probably blown. You're hitting so many birds with, with yeah. just one stone. That's so cool. Yeah. And one other thing about content, Lucas, is we found that not only do some people most of the time post too much content in the side of their group, like every single day, sometimes twice a day, which is probably advice they get from a lot of the gurus out there right now, but they're posting the wrong content. Yeah. And when we write a value post inside of our group, twice a week max it's very strategic right it's designed to shift beliefs it's designed to handle objections it's a thoughtful post we used to like just kind of post everything sporadic about a year and a half ago and it overwhelmed our audience it diluted our messaging and it kind of pointed in all different directions now we're very focused and me and landon spend maximum two to three hours a week on content max yeah i mean we're business owners yeah. We've got a lot of stuff of other things to do, fulfill, to place ads, to do all the all the other things that come with business. So we we actually spend more time promoting the content that we create than creating the content itself. Great. Yeah. Using the email strategy that Landon just laid out. Yeah. So we're very strategic and we help our clients become strategic with their with their value post in a way that shifts beliefs, handles objections, and leads them towards a buying decision. And it's none of our contents by accident. Every single post you see is intentional by design, and it's working really, really well, and allows, frees us up a ton um, to do the other great things we love to do in our business, you know? Totally. I mean, our group, it's a community, um, but we also look at it like a well-designed, highly intentional sales process. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so, like, and so we we hold both in our minds at the same time because you know, you know we touched on it at the very beginning, people over numbers. So we hold both in our minds at the same time. Yeah. People matter a great deal. At the same time, we're business owners and we're here to like sell. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. we believe that selling is of service uh, because we see the transformations that our clients have. And so it's like we believe in what we offer so much that we're willing to go out there and sell it with everything we got. And and when you said that thing of like you spend three, four hours or three hours a week on content, the one thing I started thinking that I'm like, oh, the light bulb is you guys are very high tech. So you leverage the tech, you leverage the automation, you leverage, I believe you called it your group kit, you leverage mm -hmm. your email list. And that frees you up time to make sure that you and the team can have a very high touch. And so you're right. sort of using the tech to free you up to have the high touch instead of just being super tech heavy. Or some people are just manual acquisition, everything, which is, I guess, is where most people start. But at some point, mm -hmm. you've leveraged that, but you're still high touch. You're not just relying on the tech. 
That's right. Yep. Is yeah. is is it ever um, too early? Just for anyone listening who mm-hmm. who maybe is still like working out their offer, would you recommend somebody starting a group so you can start getting that information and building out your offer and really understanding your audience quicker? Or would you tell them, hey, join other groups, investigate, stick around, see what people want, check out Quora, whatever? Or would you be like, start your group? Or are they going to sort of go under the, um, the, 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 the doom of having a Facebook group that's all over the place and having to restart mm-hmm. one any days? What would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say so. A couple, a couple little thoughts on it. Number one, you can definitely have your group ready and like running before your offer is fully ready. And in yeah. fact, I mean, if it works out that way, that's actually amazing because your group can really help yeah. you craft what that offer is. Because right. that's the other beautiful mm-hmm. thing about it. Like we're we're do we host a live stream every week, one or two value posts every week, so we learn a ton about the messaging that connects with the marketplace. And so you can definitely have your group before you have your offer and i think that's totally fine but i would also before you start your group do a ton of market research too Mm -hmm. for sure like we just had a good friend of ours he's starting up uh, a new company and he's starting up a facebook group and things like that and our advice to him was literally go buy everything we're like go buy all the code go buy every go find out what everyone else in the market is doing go through their coaching programs as a client find things that like find your little blue ocean things in there that like you feel like can help differentiate you from them that they're not teaching that that you've kind of learned and so i and depending on budgets and things like that you don't have to go buy everything you could probably just go join like 10 facebook groups and you could probably just see their content see what's hitting in the market for sure yeah 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 so cool so so for anyone because i'm trying to hit all different levels in here some people are ready to do a group or they're ready to find some way to to leverage their email list or to add the value without killing themselves with 20 hours of content per week. Yeah. But for someone just starting and you guys, I'm sure just see this over and over and over, but for someone just starting, they're entering coaching or they've, they've got certified and they really like the idea of a Facebook group. They're trying to figure out their one or two platforms. They want to master. Facebook is definitely one of them. And maybe they got another one, a YouTube channel or a podcast, something they want to do. But Facebook is definitely one of them, and they're really gravitating towards Facebook group. Any actionable things that anyone leaving other than joining your group, I'll share the link. It's buildyourgroup.com forward slash corner. I'll share the link below. Other than joining your group, because you can literally probably just model it and learn from the best of the best. But um, if for whatever reason they don't, which would strike me as very odd, but if they didn't, what would you uh, what would you guide them to Make it an actual so they can at least just take a step. By the end of tonight, in the next two hours, they take an action. You know, that's a great question, man. Um, What we like to do is we really like, number one, you got to set up your Facebook group correctly. There's some technical micro settings that you're going to want to make sure that are dialed in. Um, you want to make sure your, your group is private. Okay. So no one can just see the the newsfeed. It's got to be like a gated thing from after we help people set up everything. I think one of the most important things you can do in the first few days of having a group is really set the tone for the vision, the solution, and like what people can expect from that group moving forward. So many people just throw themselves into a group. They start adding people to the group and all the new members have no idea why they're there or what they can expect moving forward. So what we really believe in is training your members how to engage with your stuff, training your members on what to expect, when to show up and how to get the most out of the group. So one of the first things we did with our group is we launched what we call our inaugural live stream, which is essentially like a state of the union address right around why we created this group, our vision, what we have in our hearts and what we want to help you accomplish and really what to expect moving forward when it comes to our Monday live streams with the type of questions we're looking to support, all these things. So when me and Landon created Clients Community, we launched it to our existing audience. We brought in a few hundred members and from those few hundred members, we really cultivated Mm -hmm. what to expect. And what happened was is the first 500 members, kind of like what Landon mentioned before, like your first employee like duplicates your second almost like mm-hmm. the initial conditions of your group so like those first 500 members grew to the to a thousand of more like-minded people that were ready to jump on board our vision so really setting the tone for that and then all of a sudden as people join your new group they're going to start seeing the people that are trained that were there for the first live stream 
engaging the right way, asking the right questions, doing the things that we want to see. And like attracts like. All of a sudden, new members come in and they're saying, this is a great place. I like this. I like what to expect. And then once you have that video in place and you've recorded it one time, you can always send new members there. Yeah. Right. So you launch it, you launch your group, you do your vision live stream, your inaugural live stream or whatever you want to call it. And then for the next month or so, you're pointing people back to that live stream, you're tagging them. And all of a sudden you wake up in six months and you have this culture in this community that's dialed in on the first exposure that you created on your first week. Yeah, you guys keep mentioning culture, tone, expectations, and I love that it's, if for anyone listening, it goes so far beyond just the Facebook group. Your clients, like you said, from the second that they press buy, you set the expectation. Your, um, I forget, one of them was uh, that, that that radical responsibility is if it's Googleable, is that a, is that a verb? Googleable? It should be Googleable. 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 Yeah, I think if, that's a word. If you can Google it, um, Google it. We're not here to. Who was that? I remember watching a ClickFunnels. I was at one of the ClickFunnels events, and I don't know who it was, but it was just he was just talking about like you're not their savior. Um, right. Forget who it was, but anyway, it was great. I'm just like, well, you're you're not their savior. Like you you're not. So you got to set that expectation. So it sounds like you're doing the Facebook group. You're doing a great job of it with your clients, expectations, tone with your culture with the team, and it sounds like nothing's by accident. Nothing's by accident. Yeah, it's all intentional. Like your superpower. Yep. Like that's that honestly, if I had to break it down, it sounds like that's the one thing you guys have built everything on is expectation, culture, and everything else stemmed from that. Mm. Like that's the one big I'm always trying to get that one thing. I'm just like, damn, if I can find one thing. And to me that sounds like it's the one big thing and everything else is branched off that. Would you agree? That's it, yeah. man. We'll so take cool. it, bro. I so cool, so it. cool. So like congrats on your success. It's I know you guys have been doing this a long time, but it sounds like everything's on mission, the right people. Um Fast growth, man, is probably very exciting. So, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's been it's just been Landon, here. I, I know the listeners can't yeah. see, but behind Landon's on, on video right now, and we just got three days ago our first two, our second two Comma Club award from ClickFunnels launching yeah. in uh, clients community for us uh, since yeah. January, and we've done about two and a half million dollars since yeah. uh, we launched the group. So yeah, it was so nuts. So, so we earned the two comma club in July of this year. And then by the time th that we got it mailed out, so we did our first million. By the time they mailed it out, we did like 1.5 million more. You got a few more of those coming. You got a few more of those coming. We want yeah, the 10X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like for us, I mean, it's like it's dream stuff for us. You know what yeah. I mean? Like right now yeah. we're kind of on like the podcast, like the, we're, we're on like some of the, you know, podcasts and things like this. Yeah. And it's like, goodness, like we pinch ourselves every day because it's yeah. just such a dream come true. Like we really, like we're really taking in the moment, seeing the special, like our last, uh, our last uh, sales call. So we do a daily sales meeting with our team, with our sales advisors. And the last one we did was just like a gratitude ceremony. You know what I mean? Mm. We're all like, we're all grown ass men crying on like a web you know what i mean on like a zoom call together because yeah. it's just like we're all just taking in this moment together of how cool it is and you know yeah. we love it so exciting so excited if people want to find you learn from you model you join you i got buildyourgroup.com forward slash corner which i know will get people into your group so they can mm -hmm. learn from you and see all the craziness in there uh anywhere else you'd like to send people to all of these links will be below that that's the best spot. Cool. I think Good. we do weekly live streams inside of our group. We're really in the pocket there. So you can go to buildyourgroup.com slash corner. Love it. It'll take you like a lead capture page, collect your name and email first, and it'll take you right into the Facebook group. Love it. Love it. Appreciate you guys. Respect your time. Uh, love it, man. I'm feeling inspired. I hope everyone listening is feeling just as inspired as I am. All right, so as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.